therootwave.com. What's going on, beautiful people? Thank you for returning back to my channel, The Root Wave. In this episode, I have Melissa Lucia. Please say hello to the audience. Let us know where we can find you, please. Hello, uh, delighted to be here. One of these beautiful humans that I've met through the internet and through Instagram. And I'm an artist and an adventurer. I write books and I teach workshops and I'm currently writing a series of books, which is how this conversation happened about getting the fuck out of the way of your creativity and creating new rules to live in a culture that doesn't recognize the value of slowing down and wasting time. You can find me at Melissa Lucia, both on, there's a website, melissalucia.com, and then also on Instagram. And Melissa spelled interesting. There's a couple of L's and a couple of S's and an A-E, and then L-U-C-I-A. So you put that all together. We got Melissa Lucia. Thanks. Thank you so much. I'm going to put all the information somewhere Perfect. around here so that way um, everyone can find you because I think it's very important to uh, support one another, especially when we're talking about things that um, are helping you. each other and also um, making us better people. Um, so let's get into it. Um, we, uh, we have been following each other for a little bit, but um, I posted something the other day that you responded to and then I responded to, to as well. And I'm going to put that up on the screen, but I'm going to read it out loud as well. It's, uh, it says... The whole culture is telling you to hurry while the art tells you to take your time. Always listen to the art. And I'm not sure why I found that quote. Um, I just posted it. It caught my attention. And then you mentioned that you were writing um, a book on it or, or, or also dive into this, this subject. And I wanted to get a little more insight on your thoughts on that quote, what it means to you, and what it is that you're working on in regards to that quote as well. Please. Yes, absolutely. An amazing quote. And, and so in alignment with the shifts that I feel we are in culturally, we've, we've been, we are in a culture that has this idea that we control everything that is around us. And there is this detachment from our instincts and from this ability to be connected to a larger web of things. And artists, artists tend to be people who tend to be, and I'm saying this in a good way, not a bad way, tend to be more sensitive. They're reading things on a different level. So there's this amazing Jay-Z quote. Um, I'll, I'll send you the quote about how artists are able to track things that most people don't notice in their busy lives. And that telling about these things that you see is a total game changer. And so with that quote, talking about how our culture is in this obsessive pushing to be more productive and to drive your own ship and to make things happen, this hustle, hustle, hustle. The reality thing is that things that are deeply transformative tend to come through much more intuitive and unconscious channels. And then we bring them through and we translate them as the people who are bringing this information through. But you talk to any artist and they'll really, I, I love your hat, humbled. Um, they'll, they'll humbly say, I don't totally know where it comes from, but it's coming from somewhere. And I'm the radio station and I'm tuning in 
and I'm going to bring it through. And so this idea with this wasting time, that's, that's the title of my book is wasting time, the pathway to innovation is that when you get out of the way of this idea of I'm looking for this specific thing, we're going to do this thing, your ability to track so many other things allows you to do this process where you're receiving this information and then you're processing and you're making something out of it. But if you have this very distinct agenda, you're going to miss all of these signs and these potentials and these this input to ideas that could really take you to some visionary places. So if you're wanting to really transform the world, and as we know, the world's gone insane and we need to come together. We need to come together. And a, a, a really essential aspect of this wasting time, you know, this, this flip of paradigm is that it's about play, that it's about not having not having an agenda for what it's going to be, but enjoying the hell out of what you do. And then when you enjoy things organically, things bubble up and you, and you know this, I mean, you, you're a very vibrant person. When you meet another human in this place of play and delight, so many other things fall away. And, and I really think that this is an essential piece to deal with the social injustices that we have is that there's all these different camps and you're over here and you're, you have access to these resources and, and this and that, and we're this and you're that. If we played together, I'm not saying that it's not there and we don't honor and recognize it, but it would break through the walls. We have to figure out how to break through these walls. We have to figure out how to break through. I'm a Northern European white woman. You're a this, you're a that I'm different. You're different. We have to come together. And so this this play and this wasting time is how we do that. Right, right. No, that's a great explanation. Um, let me address something real quick. Um, we, I was going to ask you, how is it that we can help each other out or ourselves out actually being able to not just be focused like this, but have a broader spectrum in our vision? Um, I was going to ask you that, but I think that question is a little too broad because there's some people that have no clue and then there's some people that are on their way. But I, where I want to start off is I'm current in the last few months, I've, been, I've had the opportunity to be working with a lot of creative people. And mm -hmm. one of the things that uh, that kills me <laughs> because I don't have all their talents is the lack of confidence and vision that they have in their own work. But you can yeah. also see that it comes from uh, systematic uh, oppression of their yeah. self-esteem and yeah. um, I, 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 I encounter it almost on a daily basis now and it's it's amazing I have it as well um, how, what's what are some good ways to actually have someone who's creative and knows that they have a vision um, enforce their vision and and the strength behind their vision a lot more than what they currently have and, and this is really true, is that the culture, our culture at this time, and this culture of division, this culture of power over, this culture of um, injustice in access to resources and in, in injustice in humanity to, to certain groups in particular, um, Black Lives Matter, those, you know, things like that, where there, there are, no one is denying well, somebody is, but they're insane. Um, no one is denying that there are systemic issues that have been created in this culture to um, dehumanize certain groups. There's, there's, there's no question about that. Um, and the interesting thing is, in some ways, 
the intuitive instincts that an artist needs, that an artist uses, that is essential to follow these visionary ideas, those have very survival aspects to them. And you're talking about the systemic oppression. And so in some ways, it, this, these skills and these gifts that have been, that are there for really beautiful uses to follow our bliss and find these things that are fascinating to us, they're being used on, on survival level issues. And so, so part of this is the healing and the coming together to heal these imbalances. Absolutely. We, we can't, you can't, you can't have them be separate because people, if they're concerned that they're going to be shot while they're driving, um, you, you can't go visionary because you're, I'm, I'm going to fucking be shot while I'm driving. Um, the thing that I would say coming from being in being Northern European in this lifetime and being an artist and being an intuitive and being very sensitive from, from my perspective, a base piece of this is how do you, learn to listen to what your core voices and knowing is like that's that's not you you can't bypass that like whatever your healing your integration what whatever i believe that what we need comes towards us and so whoever you are whatever situation you're in whatever culture you're in if you are a person who has these visionary impulses i believe that in your environment there are people around you. There are other people who have found their confidence. There are healers. There are energy workers. There are, there are these other people who are there to help you heal and integrate who you are in your tribe, who can speak your language, who can, can say, I'm, I'm Puerto Rican, you're Puerto Rican. I can explain this to you in a way that you're going to be able to hear this, but you can't, we can't move forward without that. Like that's, that's the personal work. And then there's a systemic work, but the personal work is how do you clear out all of these horrendous messages and the prejudice that continues and find what your voice is like, know how to trust that. And when you start to trust that voice and make decisions from those voices, you start to grow this confidence bank account and you start to grow and you start to see, oh, I did do that. Okay, I, I have confidence to do this next thing. And we we all, you can't bypass that. I had to do that. I, I My insecurities, I had to deal with my insecurities about I'm not smart enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not dedicated enough. Why would I be able to do this? And over the last 25 years, it's, it's grown. So to me, it's, it's that base piece of see who's in your environment who wants to help you heal and who's really authentic and heal to find your true voices so that the culture doesn't, doesn't own you as I stay still recognizing that it, the, the world is on fire right now and it's massively unjust. Right. Does, does that make sense? No, a lot of sense. And you said something that was awesome, which was that confidence bank. So if I want to save up to buy something, I'm going to make sure that I save up my every dollar in the bank until I get to that amount. And I would assume that that's the same way with our confidence. We have to continue to build on the confidence so that way we can express ourselves thoroughly. And it's, it's in, in a lot of ways also, it's, it's like a very physical thing. Part of all of this is, is in the body. And so once again, as I say, going back to the, the social justice piece of this, there's, 
you know, we were talking about our, our common friend, how I met you, Jabalil Dayton, who works in uh, decolonizing, decolonizing um, Silicon Valley, an amazing human. And she does a lot of physical things, yoga and, and weight training and things to, she's an African-American woman, to get into her body so that, that that body piece is really integrated. So that confidence bank account, part of that is going through these situations where your your body and your mind and your psyche and your spirit, like all those parts that we, all those levels we're on, that it starts to get these messages. Wow, look, I did that. I did that thing. And like, I was badass. Okay, I, I'm going to, I'm going to take it to the next level, this next place that I feel vulnerable. And like, for me, um, I've self-published everything that I've done. I've done lots of workshops and I've worked, I've worked with other people, but my edge is getting a publishing contract with a real deal publisher. Like that's where my vulnerabilities come up. That's where my sense of worth, um, am I important? Am I smart enough? You know, all this sort of shit that goes on. Like that's my edge this year is, is my edge is that I'm going to get a, a publishing, a wonderful publishing contract for the waste time book. Right, right. Um, now, let me bring up real quick. Um, so I asked you um, that I've, I've, I've mentioned that I work with people who are artistic and are still trying to fight uh, to be able to see their vision in a broader sense. But now let's talk about someone who may already have that broader sense is confident, but now is stepping into the reality of the system, right? Of how what their full vision and execution um what they would like that to be is hindered by the process, right? Or what's out there. Um, how do you feel in your experience or maybe working with others um, that you can overcome that? And what do you mean? Uh, say more about hindered by the process. Well, um, so we usually we hinder ourselves and then there comes a point where we kind of break the chains of whatever's holding us back. And then we're like, all right, I, I know what I want to do and I, and I'm doing it mm -hmm. and, and I, and I, and I want these visions, but then you realize that systematically, it's not set up like that, you know, um, whatever that may be, whatever roadblock that may be, the red tape, the bureaucracy, the, the corporate structure, uh, whatever that may be that may hinder somebody from actually trying to take their vision full blown and, and maybe actually making some money out of it or, or profession out of it. Yeah. So um, this is one of my absolute favorite subjects, all of this, what you're, what you're asking, which is this access to resources. So once again, I'm um, recognizing that this, this essential piece about redistributing access to resources is, is non-negotiable. And we have seen in the last, particularly five years, maybe 10 years, this absolute thousand percent revolution with the access that we have to things through the internet. Now, back um, when I was growing up in the 70s, the access to getting a book published or being on TV in, in a legitimate way or, or being on a talk show or those sorts of things, you had to be at such an incredible level. And there was so much money and so much power and, and so much um, injustice and prejudice <laughs> connected to that also. Um, that it was like it was like the Hail Mary pass. It was like hitting it out of the ballpark. But what's happened now with the internet and with things like crowdfunding, with things like Instagram, how you and I met each other, with things like YouTube, 
is that we have, and our, and our phones. Now, granted, the phones are expensive. I mean, the phone is a little computer. My last phone, because I get the big ones because I'm a photographer, that motherfucker was $1,000. So there are, <laughs> there are still access issues with resources, with phones and things, but a phone is everything. You can do webinars, you can make videos, you can do all of these things. So the thing that's happened and we've seen revolutions in Egypt, the revolution that happened over Facebook. So the thing is, part of what I think is essential here that a lot of creatives don't understand is we need to do it together and we need to resource each other. We need to market each other. We need to share the other people's materials that we really respect so that we share each other's networks. And I think a lot of creatives still are in um, a bit of a held down lack situation of, oh my God, if they do their program or do this or do that, they won't do mine. No, there's enough out there if you're excellent for your, your people to find you. And when you establish yourself as a person who is gracious, who is generous, who is respectful, and who is savvy and wise about whose information you share. And it better be diverse too. That's a piece of the pie. And me, fellow white people, like this, this is a huge issue right now with in the metaphysical world, which I'm part of. I'm, I'm an oracle and a diviner and I made a, an award-winning oracle deck. But there's a lot of white folks and white women particularly um, who are really unconscious about sharing the resources and co-marketing each other. So my take would be that, and, and how things really pop, like how you go viral, I, I, don't, I don't have any formula, no one does. I, I, cer I certainly have, and I'm still pretty underground. But we keep showing up and we keep sharing with each other and we do crowdfunding and we do Instagram and we do free webinars and we make amazing videos and you interview amazing people and we find each other but we have to do this all together. So I actually think these old, um, these old blocks, at least from, from my perspective, once again, owning the white privilege, I feel like there's been some holes blown in those walls with some of those blocks from the past. And I'm thrilled. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, this is so awesome. I love this interview. This is kind of the stuff that I want to get into. I want to get into right. the depth of, of the real nitty gritty, not just the surface like we're used to. Um, right. I'm going to ask you a personal question. Sure. Um, I want to write a book. Yeah. How do I go about, for somebody who has no clue about self-publishing, how do I go about doing that for myself? Well, you know, part of it is that you, there are some different steps. It, it depends on what your um, skill set is and also what your, um, what resources you have to put towards it. So there's different levels of, of self-publishing and then there's publishing with publishers. So there's total self-publishing where you do it all, where you write it. Um, you have to find money for an editor. Like there's do not pass go. You, because it's so easy now to self-publish, um, you, you, your reputation, if you put out a shitty product, that will always follow you. You you have to at least find the money for an editor. <laughs> um, and that's usually, you know, it's probably, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to get very rough numbers. That's probably like um, 
800 to a grand, depending on how big your book is. So you, you have, you cannot pass go with that. The other thing is the cover for your book. The cover for your book needs to be on point. The graphics need to be good because you, people can do things that really look kind of homemade, not in a cool way, because homemade can be super cool, but not in this arena. You can't do that. So the one thing is you need to make sure that you have the resources to get a professional looking product. And you can get people to do covers for books on Fiverr and those sorts of things, but you, you can't bypass the editor. Um, so then the other pieces is that then you decide how much of the pieces you're going to learn on your own. The things like, how do I get an ISBN number and how am I going to upload it to um, Amazon and what's the formatting? You know, formatting is a big thing. There's a tremendous amount of information online about that. But also if you have some extra resources, there's so many people out there who can help you with that and help you how to navigate it. Do you want to do an ebook? Does an ebook serve you? Um, ebook totally serves some people. Um, now, images in ebooks gets a little more complicated. So if you're just doing text, that's that's really important. And then, so that's kind of in the middle. Is this is this? There's another word for it: supported publishing or something publishing. So that exists. But once again, you're gonna need a little bit of change to pay somebody else to do that. Um, and then the, the other thing is to go after a publisher. So there's this amazing book. Let me see. Oh, I think I have a copy of it right here. These, these are all my books behind me that, I am, um, that I'm using to research my book. Um, but so there's this book, Think Like a Publisher, Randy Davila. And it's brilliant, and it gives you the breakdown of numbers, but also perspective, how to write a book. So he's a publisher for Herifont Publishing, and he um, does online classes of it sometimes too. But he's explaining how the publishing world is now, because it's different now with print on demand. Before, you had to have thousands and thousands of dollars, and you had to print you know, at least 500 or 1,000 books. But you needed probably reasonably 20, 25K. Now you can print one book. It's amazing. Um, but so, so there's so many resources. So I think that there's this combination. And the other thing that I would wonder, because I love the creation of visionary ideas. I love the conduits. I love that conversation of how do you bring, because I do believe that creativity comes from somewhere else. And then we bring it through us. Like we're, we're the earthly little translators who are bringing something from whatever you, you want to call that bigger sphere. I call it spirit. To me, it's, it's we're, we're interfacing with the divine. Um, but when you bring it through, so what I'm interested for you, along with the practical stuff, is um, how are you going to bring these ideas through? And then how are you going to organize them? Like, how are you going to make something that's coherent? How are you going to make something that brings value? Why are you the expert to do this? Like that's, and, and, and how are you going to love this? And why are we going to love it? Because you love it. You know, that's what I'm interested in. Right, right. No, I'm interested in that too. <laughs> but, but I'm so happy that I asked you that question because I've been, it's, I feel like the universe has been nudging me in the gut about it for like the last six months. And, and just because I haven't had the time to go research it or look into it, I've been kind of like lazy about it. But um, I continue to get that spark under me that's like, go ahead, go do it. You know, um, I have an outline ready. I just have to kind of write it out. Can I ask what the subject is? Um, sure. It's going to be self-help, but I want it to be like a cliff note self-help. Like something 
that's going to address a certain part of what we lack as humans to be able to help us in our day-to-day life. Something Fabulous. very simple. Yep. And it's, do you know the book Steal Like an Artist? No. Um, this is his second book, Austin Cleon. You know, and something else that you can do. So these books are amazing. They're small. You can tell. You see my hands? They're right, small. Right. And they have illustrations. They have a lot of killer quotes. Um, and they're not overwhelming, but the information is on point. Yes. It is dense. It is fantastic. He's done a third book now, too. And this is my vision for my book also, is I want it to be something where people don't feel like they have to have a PhD to jump into this textbook. I want it to be approachable and fun and interesting, but also like, bam, like it, like it hits you. And I have the sense that, you know, you have the same thing going. And I, I thought about this also. Do you have a blog? Do you blog? I'm going to start also. Yeah. Cause I, I want to get back into my writing. I mean, I, not that I've ever done any significant writing, but I'm, I have such an interest in it. And, and whenever I do it, it's amazing. And, and I want to, so I'm, I'm going to be putting a blog on my site soon. So watch out for it, please. So watch out for his blog. So part of what you can do is that when you're making any sort of project, you want to start to build your tribe. You're already building tribe, but also build tribe around that cross project and that subject. And so my thought is also that some of the main concepts that you have already that you are thinking are what it will be. You got to road test it. So I would blog some of these concepts, kind of, you know, do your shitty, shitty first rough draft, you know, and put it out there as a blog and then let your people, let us respond and let us tell you what you're missing. Let us tell you what really inspires us. Let us tell you what is like, uh, no, not so much. I don't care. And, and, and that's the way you're really going to make something that's going to speak to your people. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> the universe doesn't uh, create coincidences. It's it's all for a purpose. And I really appreciate that you said that because it's, it's like a kick in the butt right now for me. But it's so inspirational because I'm like, yes, you just gave me extra confidence in the bank. Let's go yeah. knock it out. Yes. <laughs> oh, my, my, my day, week, month is successful, yes. dear one. No, thank you. Um, so now before I let you go, if you wouldn't yeah. mind just giving us one more time the information on where we can find you, please, and follow you, please. Sure, absolutely. Um, so it's Melissa Lucia. So it's it's spelled interestingly. He will he will put it um, below. Melissa Lucia. You can find me. I love Instagram. Um, Facebook and I. I'm on Facebook sometimes. We're in couples therapy. Um, <laughs> I have a I have a website melissalucia.com. I also did um, an award winning oracle deck called the Oracle of Initiation, where the images um, were taken on the land and down in graffiti tunnels in New Mexico. And it's about finding the beauty and the power in the challenges that we've had and transforming that into your greatest gift. So that's there's an www.oracleofinitiation.com website too but I, I like instagram best instagram is I'm, I'm happy i'm a photographer and a traveler and adventurer and there's always something i'm obsessed with decaying cemeteries and so there's always something <laughs> there's always something good there yeah instagram is awesome i love it instagram's good yeah and now um before we go if you wouldn't yeah. mind just like i ask all my guests if you wouldn't mind just giving us a quick maybe minute of something very inspirational something broad that Hopefully the people that are watching it can capture them, get them off the couch or get them off that little rut that they're going on um, and, and actually motivate them to do something uh, for themselves, please. 
So it's, there, it's incredibly powerful to do something differently than you have. Humans are creatures of habit, all of us. You know, we all wake up on the same side of the bed, we put our coffee in the same cup, we drive to work the same way. Like we do, we have these habituated patterns to a degree that we don't even recognize it. These are thought patterns too. My suggestion would be in, in lieu of the wasting time and the doing things differently and getting out of the way, do some things differently. Drive to work a different way. Take a different subway to work, depending on where you live. You know, ride your bike instead. Um, do if you usually eat at the dinner table, go eat, sit, and eat on the couch. If you um, usually read before you go to bed, listen to a podcast or do something different. Go do something that's going to create some new neural pathways and give you new potential and toss you together with new people. Let some new magic come into your life. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> you are a beautiful woman and I, I will see you on Instagram, dear one. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank um, you. Thank you so much. I'm going to put all your information so that they can find you, they can follow you and get ready for that book that you're about to release. And, um, and I would suggest you maybe putting a link to this yes, book, to the sure. Think Like a Publisher, and then also the both of the Steel Like the Artist was the first one. Um, but these books are amazing to yes. open up your creativity. For sure, for sure. Melissa Lucia, thank you so much for being on the channel. I appreciate you. I hope to um, maybe do a couple more of these because it seems like we're gonna we can go on. I forever. would love that. <laughs> when you get further into your book, friends. Yes, yes. Let's I, do I that. want. I, let's let's get into that. Awesome. Thank you so much, and to my thank audience, please go support support her. And I'll catch you around on the next episode. Catch you around. Peace. Bye. Peace out.